Welcome to the Blue Ocean Church Advent Daily Podcast. This is Emily, and I'll be your guide today. Let's start by getting situated so that we're comfortable. Take a few good, deep breaths to slow your mind and your body as I read this variation of a prayer of St. Patrick to shift our focus. I breathe in joy as I stand today, calling on the source, the wellspring, and the living water, believing in the threeness, witnessing the oneness, on my way to meet you face to face. And now we'll do our breath prayer. On the in-breath, I breathe in joy. On the out-breath, as I stand today, I breathe in joy as I stand today. Go ahead. Next, we'll have our petitionary prayer. Today, we'll pray that the joy of the Lord will be evident in our faith community. Let's take about 25-30 seconds to pray for that. Go ahead. And now we'll have our story from the Advent book, All Creation Waits, written by Gail Boss and illustrated by David Klein. Today's story is about the porcupine. Though the day's light is fading, there's no mistaking his trail through several inches of powdery new snow. His short, scuffing strides, tail sashaying behind, leave an undulating tread that looks like a thick snake slithering through a trough. The trail stops at the base of a sizable beach, I tip my head back and back until my eyes find him at the top. Through binoculars, I see his small, intent face peering out from an all-body parka of fluffed fur. By midsummer, he had begun growing that prodigious double-layered coat. The long, white-fringed hairs and quills I see radiating out from his face and sides and back, wick away sleet and snow, keeping his underfur dry. Soft, downy, thick against his skin, this underlayer holds his body heat in against the pull of the winter wind. Much of the night he'll rock in the high branches, as warm at his 98-degree core as I am in my bed. He's not up there for the rocking ride. He's there for the food, lips closed behind his four long orange incisors to seal his warm mouth from the cold. He scrapes the bark in repeating triangles, not missing an inch. He opens his lips long enough to shunt the woody fiber back to his grinding teeth. There's not much a body can make of bark, but his gut has adapted to eke from it 
every available atom of nutrition. Those who have leaned into one say a porcupine in winter smells strongly of old sawdust. Despite the marvels of his digestion, his winter wood diet will deplete him. All summer and fall, he fattened himself on buds and leaves and nuts to protect against the loss. But other than growing a thicker coat around a thicker body, he takes none of the protective measures of his neighbors. He doesn't sleep deeply. He doesn't retreat underground or build a warm nest. He doesn't stash food or huddle with others. Rather, he exposes himself to winter's coldest place and time, the treetops at night. Well before dawn, the porcupine will inch his way in from the tree's crown and down the trunk, tail quills acting like crampons. After a night's work, his stocky legs wade even more slowly through the snow. His trip home is short. Because snow travel so taxes his body, he has chosen his winter house shrewdly. The beach where he eats tonight is one in a stand of beech trees, with a few sugar maples, which he also eats, mixed among them. This is his winter pantry, and within 200 yards of it, a hollow oak tree. A thick mat of droppings on the front stoop marks the oak as his own. Inside, out of the wind, but eschewing the comfort of a nest, he assumes the pose of his winter rest. Sitting up, he tucks the unfurred patch of his rump beneath him so that it won't leak heat. He folds his forelimbs close to his thinly furred chest and turns in his broad back limbs to shield his thinly furred belly. Lone aesthetic in the dim heart of the tree, he closes his eyes and hugs himself, warmed by his own radiant core. In the story, the author likens the porcupine to a lone aesthetic, sitting high in the winter treetops. Let's just take a minute now to meditate on how we can also experience winter in such a simple aesthetic way, feeding on simple, repetitive spiritual food, right? Just doing what it takes to make it through. Pray, meditate, connect with our faith family, all the things that we have been practicing. Take about a minute. Go ahead. And now our benediction. Go in peace, wash your hands, love your neighbor, you are not alone. Breathe.